What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Ashley. We're back again with another episode of our Journey of Love. We are continuing our family edition. I'm here with the husband. What up, though? And his monotone introduction, per usual. I gotta stay consistent. <sighs> One day I'm gonna get you to get a joyful introduction. One, day. One of these that really cow really now you a ninja turtle <laughs> are you that's, a ninja turtle that's my inner animal that's your inner animal yeah a ninja turtle you always wanted to be a ninja turtle when you was little yeah hmm. don't disrespect the ninja turtles i ain't said nothing about them i just said you want to be a ninja turtle i did interesting so you want to be in the sewer with the rats <sighs> I wanted to be a hero <laughs> and, and save April O'Neil. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so as I said, this is a continuation of our family edition where we are interviewing our parents to see um, how they influenced us um, in our thoughts on love, our perspective on relationships. And so today joining us is my mother-in-law, Miss Leslie. My mama. <laughs> you, whoop, whoop. My mama, y'all. We need an applause button. Yes, thank you. <laughs> she's here y'all she is in here the flesh. in the flesh live with us in the app studio boom straight from memphis tennessee, tennessee. Mm-hmm. how are you south memphis zone <laughs> oh come on with the introduction come yeah. on keep it coming keep it coming what you know, else over to what high else? school okay come on yeah now. what else my mama <laughs> hello how are you i'm good we are so glad that you could join us on today. We are excited to have you here. Oh, well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. A little nervous. It's going to be easy. It's all family. It's just yeah, us. you just talking to us. Just us. It's the motherfuckers, but it's just us. <laughs> yeah, just going to put that out the there. Right. <laughs> Slide that under the table. Slide that on the end. Well, we just, but right now it's just us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just us. Mm-hmm. So tell us or tell the world a little bit about yourself, whatever you would like them to know about you and who you are, what you do, all the, all the good stuff. Well, uh, I've been married uh, 33 years and I have two beautiful kids. They are grown and I have a new addition to the family, Miss Ashley Epps. That's me. And I'm also, of course, um, a daughter, sister. I've been working, I work at the West Cancer Center at Germantown, Tennessee. I've been there 18 years. And uh, I work in the research department. And it's very, it's been a a very dedicated, uh, inspirational uh, type of atmosphere at the clinic. Even though when you hear of cancer, uh, you think of um, something real terrible, but... A lot of death. How would you think? I think I need a lot of death. Death. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. terminal illness. But we are making progress at the clinic to save uh, as many lives as possible. That's good. And... Um, that's about it at the moment. I heard you got an anniversary coming up. A little birdie told me that, that you have a wedding anniversary coming up a couple of weeks. Yes. Um, it will be 34 years. 
Okay, look at that. 34 yes. years. Come on now. Ooh. That's rare nowadays. Yes. You lying. Yes, it is. You supposed to be divorcing in 34 mm. minutes. Hello? hello? <laughs> and that's that's over a microwave. Somebody right. Left something I don't microwave. like you. <laughs> I don't like you. You wore the wrong I color shirt today? That is it. I, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, it's, a, it's a continuing uh, work. Um, you ain't never Never lied. ending work it's for a job i mean for 34 years i mean do you does it you know does it get stale you can get complacent or <laughs> stale if you can that's another word but it's a continuing job that you have to work at it daily mm-hmm. um you just take one day at a time one day at a time okay that's cool that's mm-hmm. cool and does i mean through the 34 years did you know, were there different phases as far as you and him together? I mean, were, do you feel like that, you know, y'all, you know, each decade, because you did what, three decades? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, there was, you know, was it a different you and him? Yes. Um, we got married in our 20s, early 20s, mm-hmm. and it was a growing process and a maturing process. Mm-hmm. And during that time, you do change but if long as you keep the communication open and if both have the same goals uh, for the future, um, you have something, you have hope, um, you have something to work toward, and you got a future to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine getting married in my early 20s. Me either. Like, I can almost guarantee that wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I can just Ooh. almost guarantee because I've been lost. She would man. Whoever would have married me would divorce me. Because <laughs> I think my mouth was a little worse back then. I don't think I know it was Ooh, between child. dad and me and just being independent. I'm like, child, listen. I'm listen. I'm about to go do me. I don't know what you about to do, but this is what I'm gonna do. You mm-hmm. either do it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that that twenty marriage wouldn't have worked out too well. So, so question: What would you tell your 20 something self when you first got married you presently what would you go if you had a chance to go back in time what would you tell your 20 something self good question i would tell my 20 something self that it's not a fairy tale and it is a continuing job that you would have to work at daily mm-hmm and you are going to have some ups and downs. You are going to have some trials and tribulations. But going through those is a matter of how you react in the midst of going through. Is how you're going to come out of it. Mm-hmm. That would, That's what I would tell my younger self. Okay. That's good advice, especially fairy tale. Right. I think a lot of people, especially millennials, we have this idea of a fairy tale. Because we have so much, I guess, in front of us, TV shows and different things and what the idea of marriage and love should look like. And they paint it in this pretty picture sometimes that, you know, you just meet the one, you fall in love, you get your house with the white picket fence and you live happily ever after. Exactly. And they neglect to mention that it's work. They didn't right. that part all together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so when you get it, you're like, wait a minute now, wait a minute, hold up. <laughs> you want this 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 type of person when I first met you. So yeah, it's definitely some work involved. I totally agree with that. Yeah, oh, it's, yes. it's some work involved, but I think marriage now with 
you know, with the millennial category, mm-hmm. you get that word at millennial category <laughs> and, you know, the ones younger than us. Yeah. You know, that's um, it's almost a forgotten dinosaur. It's almost. Exactly. Because it's, you know, now you have people who are, you know, are getting older who are being more independent and not getting married as young as you know your age group i guess i think they called you guys the gen x i think gen Gen x X? i think you the gen x and then yeah okay so gen x generation x for people who don't know what the gen x is (laughs) but uh you know y'all got married you're young yes y'all just let's go but I think that was society back then. That was just yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of the, the goal and, you know, find a spouse and settle down. I think another problem currently that we have within the younger group is that we think everyone is dispensable. That's one thing we do. It's like if they upset you for whatever reason, instead of we don't have that stick to itness that let's work it out, let's figure out what went wrong, is you piss me off. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just what it is. I don't want to talk. Is not there. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you. There's nothing to talk about. I don't know. You're done. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of mindset that they have. No one's really willing to work it out, to fight it out, to fight it through. Mm-hmm. Realizing that love is not a feeling, but a commitment is that I've committed to you. Even on those days when you're getting on my nerves, even on those days where I just don't feel like it, even on those days where it's just. You know, I just want to sit there and not deal with anybody like, but I made a commitment to you and it is my job to do that, Mm -hmm. to, to go through those stages, even when I just don't want to, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but I I think that lacks. What do you think, mom? I mean, after, I mean, you got, you know, your coworkers or people that's, you know, younger that are trying to, or are in marriages, you know, what do you see from your perspective? I see that uh, lack of commitment, uh, um, lack of uh, forgiveness, Mm, um, easy to say I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I tell the younger generation um, that when they approach me, I would, for whatever the reason may be, I try to give them a little of my advice mm-hmm. and my struggle and to let them know that it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. And you have to make a commitment whether you want this or you don't want this. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want it, don't waste your time or the other person's time. Mm-hmm. But if you do want this, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be, you're going to have trials. You're going to get upset. You're not going to like that other person right like and love is totally different things that's right and you got to make a choice we all have choices do we all have free will Mm -hmm. you mentioned something key you said um the lack of forgiveness which i think is essential in any relationship um but i do feel like again it goes back to the people are dispensable they just not willing to forgive and going back to what you said about the fairy tale that that's part of it and people don't, I think people don't want to accept that part of it either. In addition to not being committed, they don't want to accept that forgiveness is a huge part of long lasting relationships. It's just what it is. Because at the end of the day, everybody is human. Everybody makes mistakes. And you have to always be in a posture of forgiveness, especially, especially when you marry. You have to, because you don't ever want to hold on to something and then you have a grudge and then resentment builds. And then you have other issues all because you chose not to forgive 
for something. So I think that's a key point too. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, cool. So, um, <clears throat> so what kind of examples of mentors or people that was in your life that showed you, you know, examples of love? I can use my dad as a great example because the way we were brought up, I, my, I did have my mom in my life physically, but emotionally she wasn't there because of uh, her mental status. My dad helped t- take care of us, seven kids. Woo. My mom didn't work. Um, there was a lot of trials and tribulations that we went through. A lot of it I didn't understand as a young child growing up, always wondering why my mom was in the situation that she was in. Mm-hmm. And as I become a t- became a teenager, uh, reaching out to God and uh, giving my life to Him, and hopefully... Our, he was giving me spiritual advice as far as um, not to dwell on my mom's situation. Right. A lot of things that I missed out on, having a mom and daughter relationship, mm-hmm. um, I tried to instill that in my daughter uh, and our relationship. Mm-hmm. But using my dad as an example, he took care of us. It's a lot of things. Besides my father, uh, somebody was praying for us, uh, maybe grandparents or cousins or uncles or aunts. Somebody had to be looking over us because we could have strayed to different situations. Mm-hmm. All could have been wrong, mm-hmm. went wrong. And my dad stood in there thick and thin, never quivered, never left, always loved us unconditionally, and... I think um, seeing that in my life, that's one if I, as a young person, if I ever got married, um, that's how I wanted to um, treat my family, mm-hmm. unconditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we're all human. We're not perfect. And, you know, to strive to be God-like, uh, even though we miss the mark every time. But I wanted to... Uh, I have so much love to give in my heart, and uh, I wanted to spill that to my family mm-hmm. or show that to my family, unconditional. Um, as y'all grew up, that's tr- that's what I wanted to be an example. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, go back to, back to um, granddaddy. Shout out to him. Uh, and you said, was he, you know, was it his examples? Was it the things that he did? Or was it, I mean, or did he, you know, pull you to the side? Was it Was it conversations that you and him had? Because, I mean, you stated that he, you know, he was the one, you know, pulling the strings. He was the one making it work, you know, with, you know, seven children. And then, you know, grandma having, you know, the mental status that she was in, you know, was it, you know, which one was it? Was it the examples that he was doing that she was watching from far back? Or was it, you the know, examples. the examples? The examples. 
So it was like those unspoken lessons, not yes. necessarily the mm-hmm. directy. And I always tell people, you learn more from those unspoken lessons than you actually do when you're, I think, communicating with somebody. Because it's, it's not a lot of times about what you say. It's a lot of times about what you do and what you see. That's what always sticks with you. Because you can always forget what somebody tells you. But how they made you feel or how you view the situation, you're not going to forget that. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's key, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout yes. out to my granddaddy. Out there being a soldier. Yes. Holding it down. Well, yeah. He was a soldier. Shout out to him. Good black man. Right. Yes. See, more examples of good black men. We're trying to get y'all out of here. That's what I'm saying. Out out here. Ain't, no, ain't no good man out here. They out here to get now. You out that mindset, y'all. They exist. I promise you they do. They still out here. Just got to find them. Got to look a little bit, but they here. <laughs> so, after you became, I guess, an adult. Yeah. Or a young adult, you know, 18, 19 or whatever. What, you know, what was your outlook? On love then you know because you're an adult now uh, my outlook on love uh, was finding someone to um, care for me uh, me to care for that person and to be an example for that person um, just some someone genuine. Mm-hmm. So, how did you meet your current husband? I don't, I because I don't know y'all's love story. So, how did y'all meet? Like, how did all that happen? And how long did you date? And when did he ask you to marry him? Like all that. How did all we that met uh, at the University of Memphis. Okay, um, on campus, mm-hmm. um, I was being uh, interviewed for um, Alpha Sweetheart. Oh, and how many we are. <laughs> for people who don't know, you know my dad is an Ooh. alpha Ooh, alpha me right and we after that um we dated for about a year year and a half and that interview went well <laughs> so hold on did he hold on, did he interview you or somebody no. else interview you? it was a panel he was he was on the panel uh-huh. but he had to go to work so he didn't actually want me. it was my turn to be interviewed he actually had to leave oh. so but come to find out that he was telling one of his frat brothers i'm gonna marry that girl what didn't even know me <laughs> See, okay. that goes back to men know what they want. Yep. I don't know why y'all be playing these games, but go ahead. <laughs> so did you notice him or you were just there just to be? I what? noticed him, but not like that. Mm-hmm. You know, because of course I was nervous, you know, because there was other young ladies there and there was a uh, panel judges. Yeah. And um, this was just a couple of days later at, at the party or introduction to the um, Alpha Sweethearts. That we started talking and dating, you okay. know. Mm-hmm. So, so let me backtrack a little bit. What made you just wanted to be an alpha sweetheart? Just to get involved with some extracurricular activity on campus. <laughs> okay, I just I just wanted to know. <laughs> what does that have to do? <laughs> that was an important part of the love story. She had to interview in order to meet her husband. Man, I, I understand. That. I just wanted to know. <laughs> that was you know, part of the plan. What what made her want to be a sweetheart? I mean, I, I didn't know it was a fly. It was a homegirl said, "Girl, go ahead and do this." I'm, 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 Not a flyer, child. <laughs> I just I want you. I, I just wanted to know. 
Just want to know. So continue. You know, y'all dated for a year and a half. Yeah. And um, how did he ask you, though? How did he ask you on the first date? That's what I want to know. Oh, my goodness. Did he write you a note? <laughs> y'all know it's been 34 years. No, Phil, Phil wants to me a text with a Ooh. sticky note on it. <laughs> I mean, it was a normal um, you know, how guy he asked me out for a date. And oh, it was face to face. Yeah, that was face to face. No texting. Huh. No one, no texting. <laughs> I didn't know if he wrote you a letter and shot it across. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. what was going on. A little birdie came through with a little note on his leg. Right. One of the homeboys came over, yo, my boy feeling you, you know. Uh, <laughs> none of that. Okay. <laughs> cool. So y'all um y'all dated for a year and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I if I recall when, yeah, there you go. Come on. I, we was talking about marriage, but he didn't really ask me. But I think I kind of asked him first, and he said, "Well, I'm going to ask. You, I was going to ask you then, oh. and that's how it happened." I'm by your face. You confused? <laughs> <laughs> I'm real confused. Here. I'm by your face. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> hold on. Okay, hold on. Skirt, skirt. Back up, back up, back up. When did you fall in love with him? The good. I was about to ask that. How long did it like, take? How long did it take? Yeah, how long did it, it take? take? What did he do? <laughs> it took. Um, it took a minute because over six to, months. Yeah, okay. I'll say over six months. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we had to get to know each other a little bit, you know. And everybody was on their best behavior. You know how that goes yeah. when you're dating. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your representatives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So how, okay. So how did this proposal came about now? How does this conversation? You want to go there? He does. Clearly, he is so oh confused. Goodness. He is really intrigued by this. Yeah, I'm just... it's been so long ago, Fillmore. Um, he did ask me, and uh, I said yes. I was ready. I was ready. Uh, you know, you just go through life and you drink. Well, I don't know how my guys do, but women dream of being married one day. And settling down with the right person. And I believe that while we was dating or whatever, and I said, okay, I can see myself with this guy. And um, I think when he asked me, I was ready. I was ready to make that 100% commitment. Um, even though I was young and innocent, didn't didn't know a lot. But I think in my heart, I was, I was ready. He was ready. Mm-hmm. So was did ready. he exhibit some qualities that your father had? Is that one of the things that drew you to him? Or did you see some yes. similarities between the two? Similarities. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, some of the things that um, I needed um, a strong will individual. And that's what I got. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got a strong because will one, boy. You be have to, there's a balance. <laughs> there has to be a balance because he's a little bit different, of course, than me. Right. He's more outgoing than I am. But yeah. I was looking for somebody to balance that, to help bring out more of me. Gotcha. And gotcha. vice versa. Um, I believe I was the softer part of what he needed. Mm-hmm. And he was a stronger part of what I needed mm-hmm. uh, to help bring me out more, my personality out. Right. And that's how we involved. Oh, he made you better. Yes. I, yes. He sure Y'all did. Made that's what a relationship better. is supposed yes. to do. If you're not bringing out the best in each other, let's just stop wasting time. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess they did 34 years. That's fact. 
Because you, you brought out my soft side. You wouldn't let me be rough and tough. Yeah, your son to be told a... me. He said no. He said I want. <laughs> he said I want someone soft. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, just wait for that. And he softened me up. Yes, I said if I want to hug a rock, I will. <laughs> exactly what you said. I said, well, sir. <laughs> Now he's my soft spot. That's my soft spot. All right. You won't see too many tears, but over him, he'll, he'll, I'll give him a little few. I'll give him about two or three. She wanted to be a thug so bad. It's <laughs> <laughs> no more thugging here. <laughs> no more. That's fine. You fell in love quicker than your daddy did. <sighs> now it's a competition? No, I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just okay. saying. He was just ready. Facts. No. Let me tell you, I got to share this little tidbit. Then we're going to get back to you. Because I am going to share this with the world. This man, can, you remember that movie, Straight Outta Compton? Mm-hmm. Yes. He texts me the day after that movie. Actually, it's it was hard. right after. Right after the, I got out of the Well, movie I didn't theater. get a text for the day after I was, I was asleep by the time you texted me. He came out from that hard gangster movie and realized, had just had an epiphany after watching that movie that he loved me. I was like... <laughs> What? <laughs> what is the correlation between straight out of Compton and dang, I really love Ashley? Like you was just in there while they shooting up everybody. Like I really love Ashley. Like what? <laughs> what was going through your <laughs> that movie? What about shooting up everybody? Come on, shoot Didn't, night and all them. Only folks one person folks. got. Only one person died in the movie. There was a lot of drugs and violence and gangs. So I don't. I'm not understanding the correlation between that and love. Like what? What was I don't the know, mind? Maybe you gotta watch the movie again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he came out there with me. he sent me a text and i woke up to it the next day and he said that he just left the movies mm-hmm. and that he realizes that he loves me he was like you don't have to say it back though i just wanted you to know how i, I was feel. being i was being vulnerable <laughs> i was being very vulnerable oh that's sweet <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, she waits about ten thirty, eleven o'clock the next morning to text me back. And you was on pins and needles waiting. I knew she was up, but I was just. Oh okay. <laughs> How did you know I was up? Because she had to work the next day. I thought that was a weekend. Okay, might have been. I did wait a minute, not on purpose. I was still trying to get my life together. And right, up. you had to process it, go through the database. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just said, oh my eyes. Because <laughs> that was just a rollover. It was like a, oh, he, oh, oh, that's so sweet. I love him too, but I had to get my life together. I can't just be texting like two seconds after I wake up. Like, I don't, I gotta make sure my mind clear. Let me brush my teeth at least. You really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I digress. Um, I just had to share that. Mm-hmm. Thought that was so cute. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, what do you, what do you think is your opinion on uh, the love aspect of being married? You know how is you know what is the strong and weak points of it? What is you know you're married now, so you know you didn't went through your your upbringing, yeah. You went through your dating phase. Now you're married now. Being a young bride, 
I had to grow up spiritually was not at my strongest point at that time and the trials and tribulations that we was going through at different points it was it was hard and difficult mm-hmm. because spiritually I wasn't I guess you could say I was a babe mm-hmm. spiritually but as I've grown and matured I realized that um God was taking me through some steps to challenge me, to grow me spiritually. Mm-hmm. And I know um, during those times, I never waver as to, I need to get out of this. Mm-hmm. I need to get out of this because that's not me. That's not my personality. But once I commit myself to doing something, I'm going to stay there to the end, mm-hmm. through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it has already been, and that's the way I am in my marriage. I know that it's not going to be easy at this point in my life as well. Um, as long as you're living on this earth, you're going to have some trials and tribulations. It's just a matter of going through them because you're going to go through them, and mm-hmm. you're going to come out of it. But then on the other side, there's going to be another one down the road. Right, mm-hmm. right. So... We as individuals have to make in our mind or make a choice. You in it for the long haul or you're not. Right. And I always say, I'm not wasting my time. I'm not going to waste your time. Thanks. (laughs) So uh, would you say that, um, and I'm going to take you a little back, take you a little back. Would you say this is, uh, this example I'm going to give was one of the first examples of a hard time um you know let's paint the setting here you know it's 1986 oh it just had me way back Fillmore Epps the third you know Detroit Michigan y'all was born in Detroit Michigan you know he got he got released from uh what was it Ford mm-hmm. no General Motors General Motors my bad no disrespect General- <laughs> motor so give me a give me a you know what was how was that i mean because that that now we're in a that's a hard time that you just got to talking about so how was it how was the sheesh you just had you just got a newborn your husband just lost his job what what was going through yes that was a hard time and no family of mine uh in detroit so no support Really? Uh, he had family there. Uh, there was a support to some degree, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but never thought, you know, newly married, newly baby <laughs> here. And um, your husband lose his job. And were you working too? No. Oh. I had, just had you. So, no, I was not working and had no idea what the future hold at that particular point in time. But it was just the grace of God. Were you scared? Or oh, of was... course. <laughs> Child, <yeah. laughs> scared. Did you see, did you see the scenario? <laughs> scared. Um, no mother there. No siblings there. No one to help um, with the baby. It was just me and him. And um, we had to just 
do what you do. Uh, uh, make it work. Make it work. Uh, we end up coming back home. But, I mean, it was a struggle. It was scary at that time because you, you don't know from day to day what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But just the grace of God uh, was um, on us and protecting us, and we made it through. Mm. Yes. So I have a question for you. Excuse me. So I would like to know what you instilled in Fillmore and Angelica. Like, what did you want to instill in them as far as love and what to look for in relationships? And was did you instill different aspects of them? Like, because since he's a boy and she's a girl, did you instill different things in them or different things they should be looking for in their future spouse or what not to do in relationships, anything like that? The only thing I really instilled in them was I tried to use myself as an example because they were, of course, along when we had other different trials in our lives. Right. So me and my husband, we tried to set an example and try to to our best, you know, hold it together Mm-hmm. so they wouldn't see as much stress that we were going through. Mm-hmm. And we also instilled in them to love each other no matter what, um, to support each other no matter what. Mm-hmm. And no matter what they were going through as children or school activity or whatever the case may be, or if they got in trouble for one reason or another, I wanted them to know that in spite of everything, that we still love them. I still love them. Mm -hmm. And they can always count on us. Count on me. And as far as them looking for a spouse in um, different relationships, I, um, there was only one really, one thing that I did tell them I did not like. Mm -hmm. But as far as since I'm old school. Um, She's using air quotes. <laughs> the fact that living together before you uh, get married, I did not like that situation because it, um, the woman in the situation will always lose out. Always. Thank you. Because you have no rights no. to anything. And you give him all the access. And no um, commitment from him. <laughs> but... As they become adults, they have to make their own mind, their own decisions, and be genuine, genuine, be committed. And I'm always here for them. Uh, if they have any questions about this or that or the other, right. I'm always here to support them. Uh, but I always tell them, spiritually, get your life together spiritually. Right. Uh, financially. Um, and as far as a male is concerned, I always told Fillmore that you will be the head of the household if you want, one day want to be married. Mm-hmm. And you is the leader and everything falls on you. Mm-hmm. Whether you want your wife to work or not, that's something y'all have to discuss. And that's something that y'all have to work out. But if you are ultimately the responsibility of taking care of that young lady and um as far as angelica is concerned i used to tell her 
uh, like I said, old school, you know, the guy needs to come to the house to meet you. They need to meet your parents. We need to find out who they are. Mm -hmm. No shacking. But the ultimate decision is yours once you come into a certain age. Right. And I told her as, as well, get your life together as far as spiritually, financially, and be ready for a mate. Get your life ready for a mate if yeah. that's what you want long term. Right. You know, this is a process. It's something that's not going to magically happen. you got to prepare for these things in life. And you have to wait on God. It's not what you want. It's what God has for you. Mm, say it louder for the people mm -hmm. in the back. <laughs> Don't block your blessing. That's so Keep true. Keep saying it. You do. Exactly. I think those are some good lessons. I know one that stuck with Fillmore was the, the Nat Shack. And I think him and I were in agreement with that off back. Mm -hmm. We were just like, nah, we both good on that. Um, I know my mama didn't play that either. Um, even though I was grown. She was like, ah, what you doing? <laughs> Mine, they had to tell me that. I knew, they knew I wasn't. Well, yeah, I wasn't going to do that anyway. One, because I like my own space. And I like coming home and not having to worry about this and not having to worry about if there was an argument with you boyfriend, girlfriend, and somebody done threw you out of your stuff here on the curve in the tree in a bush. I don't have time for all that. Right. <laughs> that's just too much. But I think that's so unheard of, especially in this day and age. Um, I know a lot of people, when I told them that, because, you know, as most people know, Fillmore and I were long distance um, through dating and our engagement pretty much. Um and while I was looking to move here and looking for employment, my thing was always, even if I got here um, within a certain time frame before the wedding, then I'm just going to get my own spot. And no one understood that. Or everyone was like, why, why, why don't you just move in here? Why don't you ask them? Because that's not what we're doing, you know? Right. <laughs> Um, so it just so happened I got a job two weeks before the wedding. So in that case, it didn't make sense. But right. <laughs> it was by design, right? Right. Exactly. Right. In that case, it didn't make sense. But had I gotten something sooner, especially six, seven months out, um, yeah, that was always the plan to get my own spot. And I, I guess I was shocked that why people didn't understand that because every I mean, and I these wasn't. were older people. Some of these people were older. They were in their fifties. It's like, well, my daughter stays with her boyfriend. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and what does that have to do with me? Like, I'm not staying with, I'm not. I'm exactly. Not. Exactly. So, I, I don't know. I don't know where that transition in, in mind, that shift came from that is. The shift came from the media, television, yeah. celebrities. That's where the shift has come from. Yeah. Everybody's getting away from the norm. Everybody's getting away from the norm. And. These standards that were considered old school, they yeah. still work. Mm, ain't but, that what my mama said? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when you divert from the old school, the things that work, that's when trouble comes along. Yeah. If it yeah. ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. That's right. And that's something whenever we do decide to have children that I want to impart on them too. Yep. Because I ain't got time. I don't have time. I agree. I just... Like, value yourself enough and be able to hold it down um, by yourself. Just like you said, get, get yourself prepared, you know, spiritually, financially. And I think that's key. And I don't think enough people talk about how women need to be financially ready, too. 
I think they put that all on the men. And while mm-hmm. I agree the men as a household, but you still need to have your stuff together. Don't come in here with no 230 credit school. Get yourself together. <laughs> Get yourself together. <laughs> I'm serious. Because I think I think a lot of women see men as a financial savior. It's like, oh, I have a husband now. He got it. He got it all. He gonna turn this around. He gonna turn it. Yeah, and while, you know, you may have a husband that'll just come in and, and save the day, but you still need to have some sense about yourself. You still need to be able to, if he gave you some money to invest it and figure out, you know, what to do with it to make it profitable for the family. So right. I think that's key too. And I just don't think it gets talked about a lot. It doesn't. I really don't. Can they try to go deep? They trying to do that. And they just trying to, and you know what people thought was strange about us too, is that we paid our wedding off before the wedding happened. The wedding and the really? ring. Wedding and the rings. They were like, what? Oh. How'd y'all do that? I said, working God, child. I said, some of this I said, because we was down to the wire. We was, we was three weeks out, and I'm like, bro, we still got one balance doing. I don't know how we paying this. <laughs> right. And said, money came. I was like, oh, praise God. She said, how we going to do I said, no, we got it. That's we got it. I, I was, that was my part-time job being a negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> We can't knock. Can you knock out five hundred? No, keep everything. We just need five hundred knocked out. <laughs> now I don't want to change that. I just want to change price. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that was that was a nice moment of, you know, of 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not struggle, but uh, hmm. a test. There, there, there it is. Test where you know. We had to stand our ground and believe that, hey, we're going to get this done. Even though the deadline and they look, you know, what we see mm-hmm. on paper. Right. You know. Especially because I was the one handling the paperwork. So I'm just relaying stuff like, all right, balance for this, balance for this. We this do here, this do here. So when I'm looking, I'm like, all right. So uh, <laughs> I only get one more check. So I don't know before this wedding. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I, I, no, that was nothing but the Lord. That was a blessing. That, mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's you made it work. You made, it, made work. it work. Yeah. Yes. But um, I would like to um, I guess give you know my partake on my perception. Please do of. You know, my mom and the love that she gave, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, I can just go as far as back when I was little, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the main thing I would say is sacrifice. Mm-hmm. She sacrificed a lot. And I mean, by when, when you worked at um, the hospital mm-hmm. and you was working overnight. You know, it was it was nothing for her. To, you know, she would go to work, and I re- I remember she used to work the seven, was seven to seven or eleven to seven. It was eleven to seven. That's right, eleven to seven. And you talking about she getting off at seven o'clock in the morning, and then your kids up now. Right. We up. So now you in mommy mode. Yeah, she mommy mode. She, mm-hmm. you know, makes us food. She's playing with us. She's, you know, taking us to the library and mm-hmm. going school field trips, your school field trips mm-hmm. and, <laughs> you know teaching us how to ride bikes and stuff like that and mm-hmm. 
she had to do all that before she got to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know that's mm-hmm. you know that's part of the sacrifice and trying to instill, you know, consistency. Right. You know that's one thing that's very that's been you know been still sticking with me today is being consistent and having a a balance yeah. because she didn't get off track of that. Right. It was she stayed consistent no matter how tired she might have been. You know, she stayed consistent. She was, it was like we didn't miss a beat. Me and Jugger didn't miss a beat. It was she came daddy went to work. She came home. She fixed his breakfast. We did yada yada yada. Help schoolwork or whatnot. It was consistent. You know, even when we got older, you know, when I was out there buck wilding. What? You was buck wilding? Yeah, I ain't gonna say the sound was Not an angel. Not the sweet angel. I, I never said I was oh an angel. Oh my goodness. I never, I never said I was an angel. <laughs> <laughs> I was never an angel, but you know, uh, many times that, you know, she she had my back. Mm-hmm. No, no, I mean, the whole entire world could have been against me. The only person that had my back was her. Mm-hmm. That's what she, mom's supposed to do. Yeah, she had it. Yes. And I, I, appreci- I, appreci- I appreciate her that. Yeah. You know, she had my back. And, I mean, you know, that's that's what I bring in with, you know, the love and example that she gave. Because, you know, no matter what. Is that why you're so consistent? Because you are very consistent. Yes. You are very consistent. I get, I get it from her. Thank you, mom. <laughs> You're welcome. He is very consistent. I get, I get it even from even when him and I are not getting along, he is still consistent. <laughs> he might be upset, and I might be upset, but he is still consistent. He's still gonna text me sweet stuff and text messages. He's still gonna say good morning. I'm gonna still hug her. I, I might not. Now I ain't gonna lie. I ain't, I ain't there yet. <laughs> we going together. I might be like, and, and you know good what? morning. Hey, how you doing? And you know what's crazy? I, and that's something I get from her. She, you know, even if, you know, I did something, she might give me that look. Like, I am so pissed off at you. Yeah. But, Kimmy, I'm going to give you a hug. Yeah. You know, she's still going to ask me how my day was or, you know. That's she, beautiful. She's still going. I love that about him, too. Oh, yeah. I do. I love that about him. She might look at me and say, you dirtbag, but. <laughs> what? <laughs> you little troll. Man. I s- still love you. <laughs> so I appreciate that, Mom. Oh, you're welcome. I do, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I so do. Let me throw this in there, too. Now, sometimes you might not like what that person did to you, your spouse, or. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you don't love them. Mm-hmm. True. That is absolutely. So, see, that's a difference, and that what people need to understand, like, and love. I tell you that all the time. We are human. <laughs> we are human beings. <laughs> we are not God. We got feelings. But yeah. you have to make a honest decision and say, I don't like you right now, but I still love you. Do I not tell you that? You do. See? <laughs> I said, I, I do love you. I just don't like you in this moment. And I need a second. Like, <laughs> and, and, and to piggyback off that, too, sometimes when people don't like somebody in that moment, they go off and do stupid stuff. Exactly. And that's wrong. That, uh, yeah, I need to cut that out. Because at the end of the day, like I said, love is a commitment. And just because you don't like them in that moment, that day, the day after, that is not an excuse for you to go out and do whatever the heck you want to do and further 
or you know damage your relationship in a way that might be irreparable you know right. you, that that's not what that's for that's just time for you to sit back go get some popcorn watch your movie write in your journal whatever it is you do to decompress get right. your stuff together and go back to your spouse and work it out exactly <laughs> That's how you get to 34 years. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That is exactly how you get to it. So, okay. All right. Well, Ma, this was a good episode. I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Yeah, this was fun. After all. <laughs> y'all, can y'all believe she was nervous? She ain't sound nervous at all. She, she did good. She did like she's She's been a professional before. now. <laughs> she is a yep, professional yep, yep. podcaster. All right, <laughs> we gonna get a, we gonna get us an applause button so I can just push. Just, it. just add it. In. <laughs> we need a bigger board that, that, yeah. costs, that costs money. Uh, we gonna in due go, time, we gonna start a GoFundMe. Ain't, ain't that what everybody else do? <laughs> they need to right. start a GoFundMe. GoFundMe. But we just want to start a GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. Just gonna join in. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to add, honey? Mine? Uh, nope. Anything else you want to say, Mom? Well, the only other thing I would like to add is forgiveness. Um, when we were just talking about like and love, mm-hmm. that you got to remember that God forgave us. Right. And we have to forgive others mm-hmm. so we can move on. Yes. Not to say you don't love that individual, but you might not like them, mm-hmm. but forgive them. Because God forgave us. Yep. That's it. All right. Well, y'all heard it. Some words of wisdom from Mama Epps, a.k.a. Miss Leslie, a.k.a. my mother-in-law. Shout out to her. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was a great time. Yes, it was. (laughs) I enjoyed it. Great time. And thank you, listeners, for joining in to our Journey of Love podcast. We are so grateful that you turn in to us on a weekly basis. Just a reminder to be sure that you subscribe and follow us on all of our pages, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Podbean, Spotify. Yes, all that. Uh, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. As Fillmore likes to say, we on everything, everything. every platform. So everything. make sure that you follow us, subscribe to keep up to date about what's going on with the podcasting news. Um, hopefully we'll be dropping some videos here and there on our YouTube about some of our couple times our qt times our travel experiences we look forward to getting some of those done whenever yeah so we be have on the time lookout. to get our life together <laughs> um but until next time you guys remember love is patient love is kind be sure to join us here next time peace <laughs>